This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today's episode will be my first impressions of Curtain Call. And I have to say, before I get started, I want to apologize in advance if I sound a little sniffly um, and a little, you know, just not as um, clean as I need to um, while recording this because I actually am a little under the weather coming out on the other side of it. So definitely doing okay, but definitely no, it's affecting the way that I talk. So please forgive my voice for sounding a little bit more annoying than it usually does. But let's go ahead and jump into the first impressions. As you know, if you've been listening to my first impression episodes, you know I like to start with a little quick synopsis or a little summary of what I've gathered the the drama to be about after watching the first two episodes. And then from there, I will go ahead and give you my feelings on what I was left with after finishing the first two episodes. So for Curtain Call, we are actually starting with our lovely Yoo Jae-hyun character. And he is played by Kang Ha-nul, who is a light of my life. So very excited to be watching him in this. And the Jae-hyun character is an actor. He is a struggling actor. He works on in jobs just so that he can survive, but he works at, at a local theater and he really, 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 really loves his job. He loves acting. He, of course, isn't, you know, someone that we want to believe isn't good at what he does. We absolutely can see that he's a very talented actor. He is also very kind of positive and uh, and kind of upbeat about his situation, despite being, you know, struggling, but he's very realistic at the same time. (laughs) So he's just, you know, very much doing what he, you know, he values himself as an actor. He knows he's good at what he does, but he also knows that he's a struggling actor and he's taking the gigs that he can't, you know, he's not, beggars can't be choosers kind of thing. Um, So that's how we meet our Jaehyun character. And then we also meet our Pak Se-yun character, and she's played by the magnificent Ha Ji-won. And if you know Ha Ji-won, she is just, she is a K-drama relic, you know what I mean? Like an actual relic that will be immortalized in a like a museum somewhere for gay dramas. But she is playing a granddaughter of a um, kind of hotel um She's, she's basically, I would say, not an heir, but she could possibly be an heir to this kind of hotel chain um, created by her grandmother, who is Ja Gum Soon, played by Ko Dushum and the magnificent um, Dushum. But she also, she's the grandmother and she, as this granddaughter, has worked her way up from the bottom of the, the the hotel business to be now the manager of this amazing hotel because she loves it so much she wants 
wanted to build it for her grandmother because her grandmother constantly said she wanted to build a hotel to be like a lighthouse. Um, and so we find out why later on. But, you know, she has built this kind of hotel chain and Sanyun is very proud of this hotel. Like I said, she has worked from the bottom up to prove herself for this hotel position as a manager of it. And we also find out that at the point of her kind of opening the doors to this magnificent hotel, her elder's brother um, actually wants to sell it, <laughs> just completely get rid of it. And she is having no parts of that. And her brother's name is um, Pak Se-Joon. He's played by Ji Sung-hyun. And his character, as much as we have the Se-Yun character, loves his hotel, he absolutely despises it. Want nothing to do with it. He wants to get rid of it. Um, and then we also have our Pak Se-Gyu character, who is the younger brother, I want to say. Maybe he's not the younger brother. I don't really know their age range as far as her and Se-Gyu, but he's played by Choi Dae-Hoon, who is one of my absolute favorite actors of all time, hands down. Whenever he's on the screen, sorry, quick sidebar, whenever he is on the screen, he steals the scene for me. I don't care if he's in it for three seconds. I don't care who he's acting against. He is a scene stealer for me. I love him to pieces. I When I tell you I love him to pieces, I love him to pieces. He also was in Insider this year with Hanul, and I loved him in that as well. So just, ah, I'm so excited to be watching him. But sorry, back to the synopsis. So we have these three siblings who are the grandchildren of this wealthy grandmother who we also find out at the beginning is actually dying from an illness and I believe it's cancer um, and she is given three more months to live and at this point of course she is going to have to finalize all the the kind of things that are going to happen with her inheritance to these grandchildren and we're at the point where we know two siblings, one wants the hotel and one wants to sell the hotel. And she really doesn't have a say in it in a way because her eldest son, uh, eldest grandchild actually has more shares because of what, you know, his father gave him and da, 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 da. So right now we enter in immediately with this kind of family turmoil, this family drama of this, this, this inheritance um, and a dying grandmother. The other thing that we find out is that um, our grandmother, she actually is from North Korea and she has a very kind of tragic backstory of when she was escaping from North Korea to Seoul, she was separated from her husband and her newborn child. And of course, she is distraught. She tries to go back, cannot find them, cannot locate them. And then, of course, just continues her life in Seoul without her husband and her first son. She ends up later on having, um, you know, remarrying and having a, another son of her own. And that's where her grandkids that we meet, um, these three can grandchildren, that's who we um, know are from that marriage. However, she at some point throughout her life, you know, while she was still missing her first husband and her, her and her son, she ends up partaking in, I think what they have in Korea at some point is like a reunification kind of um, day every year where they allow North Korean citizens to reunite with some of their loved ones who are, who have, you know, who are living 
in South Korea. And she participates in this and finally gets to meet her long lost son. And her long lost son brings along his son, her another grandson of hers. And of course, when she meets her grandson, she is immediately taken by him. She mentions how he reminds her so much of her husband that she lost in North Korea. And she's just, you know, he takes to her as well. And they just have immediate connection, immediate bond. Um, And while they are leaving and she has to separate with them because they have to return to North Korea, she immediately tells her son, like her grandchild, like, we're going to meet again. Come again next year. We're going to meet up again. Don't worry. You know, and she's like, I'm going to take care of him. This, 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 and that. So the next year rolls around and we find out that she is not able to meet with him the second time because she gets word from North Korea that her actual son has passed away. So of course now she cannot meet with her grandson in South South Korea during that kind of reunification ceremony. Um, And she's distraught, she's heartbroken. And so 20 years later, she still dreams and wishes to have met with that grandchild again. And she wonders what happened to him and how he's living, is he okay? She's thought about him all these years later. And now that she is approaching the, you know, very close to the end of her life, this is the one thing, the final thing she really, really wants. She wants to meet that grandson one more time. She wants to see him one more time. And that is something that she expresses to her manager, um, someone who's been with her for a really, really long time in her business. And his name is Jung Sung Chol, and he's played by Sung Dong Il, who is just the magnificent Dong Il. Um, And he takes upon himself after hearing her request and kind of her, you know, crying over this final thing that she wants before she goes. She wants to see him again. He takes upon himself to research and find out and investigate where this long lost grandson is. He unfortunately find, does find out where he is and he's currently in China and he's living a life of just complete and utter um, horribleness and that he is basically a drug dealer, murderer kind of situation. And of course, after finding out this information about the grandson, he immediately, it's kind of like, yeah, no, I don't think I can allow a reunion of these two. Um, so he doesn't know what else to do until he kind of thinks about it. And he really makes this executive decision on his own that he is going to actually find someone to play the part of the long lost grandson. Um, and we find out that he runs up across, oh, not we find out, we see that he runs um, into our Jae-hun character and he sees him performing in the local theater um, and he is doing a, a role that is allowed, that has him doing a North Korean accent. So he does it really well that he's worked really hard on because again, he's a very good actor. Um, and, and once our manager sees this, he immediately kind of approaches him after the show and gives him, you know, the opportunity to take a role of a lifetime. And that, of course, is playing the long lost grandson, North Korean grandson of our grandmother. And what we also find out, and this is something that I am excited about, excited about is that the long lost grandson, who's you know a murderer and, and and a drug dealer in China, is played by No Sung Hyun, and I am just so excited to see him again in a drama. So I'm just like. Mm. Can't wait, can't wait to see more of him. But anyway, so that is basically the synopsis. That is what we are introduced to in the 
first two episodes of Curtain Call. So now let's go into my first impressions, like my actual thoughts after finishing these first two episodes. So the very first thing I noted, and this is when I first started the drama, was that I was kind of taken aback by how fast it moved and it wasn't in a way that I thought it was going to be like it moved pretty fast because we get a flashback um, at the beginning of our grandmother and her kind of separation from her husband and her child in North Korea and her starting a new life in Korea we get that really quickly but it's done wonderfully and as soon as we get that we get um, an introduction to our grandmother as Uh, you know, as she's dealing with her illness and kind of finding out how much longer she has to live and also then meeting her grandchildren who are fighting for this hotel all in like the first um, episode and the first half of the episode. And it moved really fast and it felt like we just immediately jumped into like the, the, the thick of it. We're like, okay, this is what's happening. But the thing that I also kind of noted at the beginning of watching this was how much it even visually, like the way that it's filmed and shot, how it looks feels so much like a weekend family drama <laughs> with like kind of like with the potential of mokjong um, elements. And it's just, I was like, whoa, this is definitely giving me a weekend family vibe, uh, weekend family drama vibe. And I love weekend family dramas and I just don't have the commitment, time of commitment to, you know, a hundred episodes. Um, but I like it in this kind of format, right? <laughs> so I get all the kind of dramatic um, soap opera, mock John elements, but just kind of in this condensed way. And I really, really like that. So that was something I noted from the very beginning was like, I can see this going really, something being something people really, really dislike. But at the same time, this is something that I really, really do like. The other thing I immediately noted um, after watching the first episode was that this is just right down my alley. If you know, and you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know how much my favorite kind of setup in any plot or story is the mistaken identity, the pretending to be someone that you're not, and then all these kind of um, hijinks ensue and you trying to, you know, continue to pretend and protect your identity and not let anyone find out who you are. I love it. I love it. I like the fish out of water aspect to it where you're being placed into a situation where you're not supposed to be in and yet you have to pretend that you fit in there. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so we definitely have this scenario, this setup and the scenario where we have an, an actor who is given the opportunity to play this role um, in a person's real life, not on a stage, but in a person's real life, um, their grandson. And I I can't I can't tell you how much I enjoy that setup. I just love it. Um, another element to the actual synopsis or the plot is that the Jae-hoon character, when he is given this role of a lifetime to pretend to be this long lost grandson, he does take some time to kind of really um, think about taking this. He's like, do I really want to do this? This doesn't make sense. This seems kind of like, you know, mean, but at the same time, it's not, you know? And he, after, you know, realizing like he needs this gig, he ends up taking it, but he also takes it really seriously. He prepares, he, he, he approaches this as if this is an actual role that he's preparing for on the stage. And one of the things that he realizes in the preparation for this role is that he, he's missing something. He's like, there's something about this character that I'm missing. And he takes it upon himself to then um, request that he brings along 
a wife. He gives himself a wife. And his wife that he picks is the character So Yoon Hee, played by Jung Ji So. And she is a fellow actor um, at the kind of local theater that he works with. And he, you know, requests, like, can you help me with this? You know, I need your help. And so he kind of crafts, they craft the role for her of being his wife. And then now the set of the two of these um, characters are going to be the ones that are playing these roles for this grandmother and her family. And I really, 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 really loved that he, you know, is he's presented as this very serious actor and he's taking this role so seriously that he even is like, I, I feel like I'm missing something. I need a wife, you know, and he asked his wife. But then that made me confused because I was like, well, if he's entering into this home and we know that Seyun is our kind of female lead character, how does this go into play in the potential of Jaehyun and Seyun forming any kind of relationship if he comes into meeting her with his wife? But then that made me think, well, why am I already doing that? Why am I putting them in a relationship? Because they're cousins. <laughs> Technically, when Seyun um, meets Jaehyun, they are going to be meeting as cousins. So why am I trying to put them in a relationship, right? And then that was when I realized, and I was watching episode two when I realized this, I was like, this reminds me so much of that winter the wind blows. And when I tell you that is a drama that has my heart, I have watched that drama multiple times. I absolutely adore that drama. And I know a lot of people have their qualms with it, but me, not me. I love it. I eat it up. I ate it up. And the setup is so similar where you have this person who's pretending to be a family member, a long lost family member and coming in as an adult, trying to convince these people that they are your long lost sibling or, or you know, your long lost grandson. And in the process of doing that, you like that went to the wind blows. We have a relationship that forms that starts off as brother and sister, only to then not be that as a person does not even realize that they are not brothers and sisters. Right. And I that was a part of the, the turmoil that was that drama. And I loved it. And so that's when I thought about this drama was like, wait a second, if Seyun and Jaehyun are supposed to be characters, then does that mean that, I mean, about, sorry, if they're supposed to be cousins, does that mean that there is going to be nothing? Is that going to be that Seyun never views him in any kind of light other than cousin? Or or is there going to be room for her to view him in that? Or is she going to find out that he's not her cousin pretty early on in the story so that it does allow for them to kind of naturally have this kind of relationship form? And if so, what does that mean for his wife that he has to pretend to be in love with as he's living with these, um, you know, this family as he's trying to, you know, spend time with his you know, quote unquote, grandmother before she passes. And so it just made me all the more excited, all the more excited about this drama. And with thinking like that, I, you know, I, like I said, I can see a lot of those elements being reasons for people not <laughs> to be interested in this drama, to not like this drama, but I am not going to be one of them, I'm sure, because it's just exactly what I want. It's exactly what I want. I love mistaken identity. I love people pretending to be someone they're not in a situation where they have to keep that front up for a long period of time. And in his case, it's three months. And I love to see kind of the the threats to that 
those the reveal of him, you know, people finding out. I love to see the things that are going to happen that's going to be torturing him as far as like, oh no, that might reveal me. Oh no, that might reveal me. I love to see in that torture. I love it. I love it. I love it. So that is something that I can already say is enough for me to watch this drama. I am so excited about that. Another element that I'm super excited about is finding out what is going to be the result of the actual grandson still being alive. What does that mean? Because in that winter, the wind blows, and I'm sorry to be comparing these two, but in that story, you know, this brother was dead. So that was the one thing he had going for him is that my brother, the brother was dead. So no one could automatically just show up and be like, no, I'm the real, you know, brother. But in this scenario, in this drama, we do have the grandson actually still being alive. And is if that's so, like, how are we going to have him, are we going to have him reveal himself at any point? How is he going to make himself, make his way into this storyline and into their lives? How is that going to happen? And me just thinking about that has me excited. <laughs> yeah, yes, because I'm really excited to see, you know, Sun Hyun, but also because I, I just want to know how that's going to play out and threaten our Jaehyun character and his role that he's playing for the grandmother. And the other thing that's, you know, I don't know if the drama meant to do it this way, but in the in the kind of backstory of our grandmother when she was in North Korea and she loses, you know, lost loses touch with her husband, um, he she is played by Jiwon, the actress in that, and her husband's played by Handul in that, um, and so of course when we get to the point where he's meeting um, the grandmother. Is there going to be this moment of her realizing or recognizing or thinking that he looks like her long lost, you know, husband? Is that a moment that's going to happen? I'm interested to see that because, of course, you know, from the the audience view, we're like, yeah, that's the same person, you know. But I think I wonder if they're going to play into that where it's like it's even more realistic to her that this is her long lost grandson because he looks so much like her long lost husband. And so it makes it more believable for her. So if the grandson who actually is her grandson shows up all of a sudden, would she be more likely to reject him and be like, absolutely not. You are not my grandson. This is my real grandson. I wonder, I really do wonder. And I also want to know more about her long lost grandson, the actual one that's in China, um, because I want to know what led him to that life. Um, after being such a bright, sweet boy, you know, when she met him, when, you know, he was younger and how she was so taken with him and how he reminded, like his temperament, she said, reminded her so much of his grandfather, her husband and things like that. So I was really interested to, I'm really interested to know kind of what happened to him. And then if there's any redeeming qualities about him, I really want them to be, I really, really do. Um, so I'm very interested. I'm very, very interested to see where this goes with that character. Um, and also, like I said, I'm very interested to see what happens with the the fact that um, the Jaehyun character has brought in a wife. So this is where I also was like, who's going to be the bad guy in this story, right? Who's going to be the actual bad guy? Because originally at first the glance, the first episode, you kind of think it's going to be her eldest grandson, um, the Park Se Jun character, because he's 
fighting against Seiyun and trying to sell this hotel that is beloved, right? You're like, oh, that's not a nice thing to do. But then you start to see, and I think it was wonderful that they allowed us to see this, that he has a history with this hotel that doesn't seem to be the the brightest and the thing that he loves the most and his memories of it are just not the best. And so for him, this hotel isn't a wonderful family heirloom that he wants to hold dear to his heart. He wants to get rid of it. And I like that they gave that element to his character. So it was like, okay, he's not completely a bad guy. You know, he has a reason for feeling the way that he does so much so that his grandmother even acknowledges it she's like i understand what you're doing here i get it and i'm sorry and i and i want to know what happened in the past with that but i also like that they gave him that and he's not completely for me the villain so far yet you know maybe i think of course he's going to be the he's the most suspicious of this grandson coming in but i'm definitely thinking you know with good reason but then you also are like, okay, well then maybe it's going to be the long lost grandson when he shows up, if he shows up, like he'll be the villain. But then I was like, I don't want him to be, I want there to be some redeeming qualities about him as well. But then I was like, you know, I really think it's going to end up being our villain. It's going to be the Yoon He character, who is the wife that Jaehyun brings in to play, um, you know, this character with him, this role with him. I really do think it may be her. She reminds me of the character in That Witch That Wind Blows, um, where she, I can't remember, it's played by Umji, but she's basically on the side of the of our, our brother who knows, she knows that, you know, he's not, and she's p- supposed to be helping him, you know, hold up this act and pretend, you know, and keep this act going. But at the same time, she constantly is threatening to reveal it in different ways. And she's like, if you don't do this, and I'm going to tell this, you know, and I kind of see the Yoon-hee character potentially being something similar to Jaehyun in the house, as far as like, if she sees, because I, I think there's some kind of feeling she has towards his, his character already. So I can see her, um, you know, maybe potentially thinking that there's something going on with Seiyun and Jaehyun and then wanting to, you know, get back at him. And in getting back at him, she ends up, you know, threatening his the, the role and telling on him or pretending like, if you don't do this, then I'm going to do that. And I would hate that to be the case. But I also can totally see that being the case. So that's thought that was really interesting. And I was like, God, they have so many points to this drama that were just like, you know, things could blow up and I am already excited about it, already excited about it. Um, but then other than that, there's also the character they brought in, which was, um, um, G, sorry, Seiyun's ex-fiance, I believe. And he's like staying at her hotel all of, all of a sudden. He's like, I just here to see you and bother you, basically. And so I also kind of like that they have this other character in her life that's in this position of like romantic interest. So I can see him also potentially wanting to, you know, do what he can to make sure that he can stay close to her. So I think there's a lot of people that could potentially flip and be our bad guys. Um, But then I also, like I said, like that some of the people that seem like the most apparent bad guys may not be so. And I'm hoping they go that route. Um, But other than that, I just am absolutely excited for this setup. I think it's a genius setup. I'm so, I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. And I'm already so happy about um, Hanu's performance because it's such a meta role where he's playing an actor and his love for acting is already coming through from this character. So I'm just like, oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving this meta-ness of him being an actor and him talking about acting and what that is. And I'm just loving it. 
And also, I just love seeing him on screen. I missed him. Oh, I mean, not missed him because I watched him in Insider and I watched Insider this year only for him. And it was not the best. I did not have the best time with Insider, but I totally only watched it because of him. And of course, because um, Dehoon was also in it. But then, you know, seeing him in this and seeing that it's just the perfect setup for me. And it's just like a drama written for my heart that I'm like, ah, Yes, I get to see Hanulin, something just written just for me. I mean, it feels like it is because this is just down my alley. I don't even know how else to explain it. Like, it's just everything I want and more in a drama sometimes. The one thing that, of course, I'm struggling with is the fact that our grandmother is on her deathbed, basically. She has three months to live. I don't do well with setups like that in stories and dramas, as you may know. But the thing that they have done in the very beginning was that they have, she has made it very clear that she has nothing else left to do. She's like, I don't have anything left to do in this life. I'm 92 years old. I don't have anything else I want to do. I've already struggled losing so many family members in the past. And I'm, I'm done. I'm done saying bye to people. I'm ready to go now. And on top of that, before I go, I just want one more thing and then I'm out of here. And I really, really like that setup where it's like, she does feel like a character who's at the end. And she's like, I know this is all I need. This is all I want. And then I can go without any issues. And I, I like that. Um, but I'm nervous, though, because this is, you know, it is not in the best setting. And, and that is not her real grandson. But her real grandson isn't the best option either. So uh, it's like this kind of moral dilemma that you're playing with. Like, is this nice for them to trick this older sick lady to believing that this is her grandson before she goes like, is that really nice? Or is it nice? You know, like, hey, her grandson right now, he's he's doing some really mean, horrible things. We don't want her to know that before she goes. That's a horrible way to go out, you know? So maybe this is just the safest bet. I don't know. But I like that kind of moral dilemma that we have to go through as well with this kind of um, setup. But other than that, I am very excited about this drama. Two episodes in, they did a wonderful job setting up every single character. And they did not, like I said give us all reveal all too soon they give us everything about all these characters but they did give us a great setup um and i feel like they did that seamlessly without much difficulties i love that they kind of got us through this kind of setup for the main story which is the jayhoon character being living in this house and pretending to be the grandson they got a lot of stuff in in these first two episodes just for that setup and they did a beautiful job with that so just very well done very very well done first two episodes i also again can see what could go wrong <laughs> with this drama i can see what can go wrong and one of them uh, is the kind of mock jong um you know soap opera elements to this drama there they can that can be overwrought and overdone and kind of you just are like okay here we go again here's some other big reveal you know this big drama it, it can it can happen so i know where it could go wrong with this drama but i also am not too worried i'm not too worried because i i'm here for the ride i think i'm already set myself up for this kind of like roller coaster of a drama and so I'm prepared for it to go kind of to to the depths of whatever and, and beyond I'm okay um, but I can see if other people don't really like those elements and dramas they may not be the biggest fan of this and they probably will want to skip this one but for me I'm ready I'm ready for the soap opera elements I'm ready for the mock genre elements I'm ready 
D. And I'm ready for the performances. I'm great. I'm just so happy to see Jiwon back and Hanul in this type of role where it's actually like a romance insider. There was no romance, like whatever. Oh, I think there's a romance. Like I really don't know. I want there to be romance in this, but who knows? I really don't know. I really don't know. Like they're cousins, right? So we'll see. Well, they're not really cousins, but you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how they're going to do this. I don't know how they're gonna do this. But the other cool thing about the Seiyun character is that she is again in this fight with her oldest brother to to save her hotel and she wants to keep it in the family. He wants to sell it. And one of the problems is that she doesn't have enough shares um, against his. So she just doesn't have enough to fight him against. And one of the things that her, one of her employees at the hotel kind of makes it a point to her is that if there was another family member, a long lost, you know, grandchild somewhere else or, you know, siblings, you know, somewhere else, there would be the chance that the grandmother would live them with some shares and if you befriend that 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 other family member and you bring them over to your side then your then their shares could then you know be coupled with yours and then you could possibly have enough shares to save the hotels so the setup too is that she is ready ready to welcome whoever this grandson is with open arms because there may be a chance that she could possibly you know partner with them to to kind of save the hotel so that's the element of i know she's approaching this um this grandson with and that leaves her open and vulnerable to you know Whatever, you know, relationship comes comes to be from that. And I am excited. I'm excited. I'm just so excited. So I definitely think this is one that I will be watching. I don't see where it would completely throw me off. Like, I really am trying my best to see, like, what could possibly happen in this drama that makes me not want to continue it. I don't know right now. I don't see it. I can't see it. Because no matter what, I think the direction they go in, I think I'm going to be be happy with I'm going to be around for I think I'm going to be enjoying so definitely excited to see how this all pans out again they did an amazing job with these first two episodes and setting everything up for this this week's well because now that you by the time you're listening to this the, we should be in the second week and so to see um how our um Jaehyun character you know and his you know wife how they um kind of integrate themselves into their home and to the family home and and just into the grandmother's life like we get to find out we get to see all of that and I am ready to know I'm ready to know and it would be great to find out what's going to happen to this this grandson that's actually overseas and like how is he going to make his way over how is he going to make his way over so just a lot of things I'm looking forward to seeing happen in this drama already and that's a great way to start a drama when you're excited to know what is going to happen. How else can you, you know, like how else, how else do you want to start a drama without like this excitement of like, okay, there's so much I want to see. I am excited. I am so excited. So definitely am recommending it if you don't mind some of those family uh, weekend drama elements and some of those kind of mock and soap opera elements. If you don't mind those things and mistaken identity and things like that, I think you might like this one too. And especially if you like that one to the wind blows, which I know a lot of people have mixed opinions about, but if you like that drama, you're going to, I think, really like this one as well. It feels so similar to me um, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited. And Kong Kong Noon. So yes, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So that's it, guys. That's that is it. Thank you for bearing with me and my kind of like weird 
sickly voice. I really appreciate you making it through it. (laughs) I really, really do. But that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.